Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Now, every now and again, when considering a topic for an episode of BusinessWise, I get an idea of such an important topic that I think to myself that we must have covered this already. In the 80-plus episodes we have done so far, we must have touched on this. So when I get an idea like that, I dig through the archives um, because we definitely pride ourselves on never repeating a topic. And try, But try as I might, the topic we're covering today, I could not find an episode on this, which was a little hard for me to believe. We may have touched on it here and there, but um, definitely there's no episode on this on this subject. And it's a real important one. Uh, this datum I'm about to present to you is so important, I have often referred to it as not in uh, business-wise, but in my conversations with people and seminars and so forth, I've often referred to it as the, quote, secret weapon, end quote. Though I've never tried to keep it a secret, uh, I can assure you. Anyway, uh, whenever I'm asked to train salespeople, for instance, this is usually the first or at least one of the first things I teach them. It is so darn easy to master, and it is so much fun, and it's really a life changer. Um, before I get into that, let's review something. The subject of outflow, the emanation of communication outwards from a source, as opposed to inflow, the flow of energy or communication inwards or towards one, is so important that we made it the second episode of Volume 1 of BusinessWise way back in... February of 2020, I think. And if you've not listened to that episode yet, well, you really ought to. It is probably the most important episode in this whole series, next to episode one, volume one, which I obviously consider the most important since that's the one I recorded first and it's the one I wanted you to hear first. But if you haven't listened to it yet, I'm going to lift a quote from Mr. Hubbard out of that episode as a review and is from an article that he wrote on the 6th of July, 1959, entitled Outflow. And the article starts, first sentence, with this stable datum from Mr. Hubbard. Quote, Outflow is holier, more moral, more remunerative, and more effective than inflow. End quote. Boy, and that is the truth, man. Try it. Most of you have by now, but most entrepreneurs particularly when they're having a rough time staying afloat, are riveted on inflow, on income, on what's coming in, new customers, new patients, uh, money. But it is outflow that is going to get them out of trouble. And very seldom is that given adequate attention to such an extent that it's rarely even statisized, that people even keep record of what their outflow generation is. Anyway, I'm not going to go over all this again. Just re-listen uh, or listen to episode two of volume one, and you will be a believer after you listen to that episode. Just assume for a minute that this is so, at least while you listen to the rest of this episode, because there is a type of outflow that is so easy to master, is so much fun, will magnify your impact on the world so greatly, and will also dramatically boost your income. So much so that you'll hardly believe it. And it is encompassed in one word. Funny how often we come back to one word because a word represents a concept. 
And this is a miracle concept. And this is a magic word. And that is the word interest. I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T. Interest. Now, by interest, we don't mean the amount of money charged or paid for the use of another's money. That's not the definition we're using. It's the other kind of interest we're getting into. Okay? (laughs) So when you're interested in something, when you're showing interest in something, you probably don't think of it as a flow of energy. But I invite you to look around the room right now where you're sitting, your environment, maybe you're outside, and get very interested in something. Just pick something, pick an item in your environment, and get very interested in it. What are you experiencing? Don't you get the sense that something is going outwards from you towards that item? Get really, really interested. And you'll start to perceive a flow. Try it with a person, not right now necessarily, but um, because it might be quite a distraction. But next time you're sitting on a train or something, sitting in a restaurant, get interested in another person. Get interested in another passenger. Trust me, they will detect your flow. Unless they're in a drug stupor or dead drunk or near body death or something like that. But even then, even if they were in that condition, you might very well get a response. And as anyone knows in selling or marketing, it's response that you are after. So let's look at the definition of interest. Per Mr. Hubbard, and this is from a book he wrote, uh, Creation of Human Ability, one of his basic books. And he says here, interest is therefore attention with intention. So it's attention with intention. So when you're interested in something, you're giving it attention, and there is an intention. Interest, therefore, this is Mr. Hubbard's words, interest, therefore, could be defined as this, attention with an intention to give or attract attention. I'll give that to you again. So he says, interest, therefore, could be defined as this, attention with an intention to give or attract attention. So you're interested in something, you're giving it your attention, but you're giving it your attention with an intention, with a a purpose, with a desire to create something, and that is to attract attention back, and that is interest, okay, per Mr. Hubbard. Now, you kind of know what attention is, right? You have attention, you have so much of it uh, to give, and you give it in varying amounts to different things. Right now, if you're listening to this podcast or this episode, you have given this some attention, but probably not all that you have. Maybe you are driving or walking the dog or pumping iron in a gym somewhere. I doubt I have all your attention. So clearly, attention is quantifiable. Arbitrarily, one could say one has so many units of attention, and some people seem to be bestowed with a great deal more than others. Some people seem to be capable of handling a tremendous amount of um, what we call randomity, a lot of uh, things going on, and they seem to be kind of have this abundance of attention. They can give that attention and deal with that, and they give attention to something else and so forth. So you could measure it as units of attention, and Mr. Hubbard defines an attention unit as, quote, actually, this is from a book, um, one of his basic books, again, 8-80. He says, quote, actually, energy flows of small wavelengths and definite frequency. 
These are measurable on specifically designed oscilloscopes and meters, end quote. So when you are giving your attention to something, you're actually beaming it. I mean, people even said, I feel like you just beamed me and you did beam them. Because there's an energy flow, it's called an attention unit. It's a flow of attention units now being directed at whatever it is that you are giving your attention to. So you have this potential of energy, of flow, it's called attention. And when you give it with an intention to attract attention back, well, that's interest. You're interested. It's an outflow. I'm interested. What's going on over there? You know, what's your name? You know, where do you come from? How come I've never seen you before? You know, uh, what brings you here? That's interest, right? And with that, you get inflow, you get a uh, response. Response. Isn't that what you're trying to achieve with your marketing, with your sales, with your efforts to get somebody on the telephone, with your efforts to get somebody to the phone when you're talking to the receptionist? Can I please get a response? Well, you're not getting a response. Maybe you're not interested enough. Maybe you're not giving it enough attention with an intention to get attention. Try to get a response without interest. Talk to people without demonstrating genuine interest in them. I'm suggesting this as an experiment, but I don't really need to because you probably have done this. I mean, it all varies with, with all of us, but none of us are always giving 100% of our interest to people. They're talking to us and we're not particularly interested. And maybe we feign interest or pretend interest. But notice how little response you get. People can actually get very upset throw up their arms and walk away. That's not quite the response you were seeking. Okay, just try, try that. And, and try being fake about interest too. It makes no difference. It's still not interest. Interest is a flow. So if you're faking it, maybe your words or whatever, but the attention is not there. The attention with an intention to create attention. Okay, now, by the way, I'm not saying you're not interested in anything when you're talking to somebody. You know, you might be interested in your paycheck. You know, you're talking to somebody like, here's, here's your classic, you know, used car salesman. I mean, I hate to stereotype used car salesmen. I, I have some members in the business and they're honest, hardworking, great entrepreneurs, right? But, you know, the, the last time you had an ingenuine sales approach, they're interested, okay? They're interested in your credit card. They're interested in their paycheck. They're interested in their bonus. Maybe they're interested in staying out of trouble with their boss or attracting the girl that is hanging on the arm of the potential customer. You know, they're interested in something. They're just not interested in the prospect. And I'm not just talking about sales, by the way. Try it with your employees. Employee comes to see you. Maybe you're interviewing them for a job. It's a prospective employee. Be interested in them. You know, or uh, an employee needs some help with their job. You know, you can go, oh, this is a nuisance and I have to go over and I have to drill them and I have to show them what to do, and I have to have them, but I'm not really interested in them. You're not going to get much response. But if you're really interested in them, you'd be surprised how much more efficient the whole thing can go, how much happier everybody is about the whole thing. So interest is not something I'm recommending you just apply on sales. I'm just giving you this. It's a secret weapon. Not shouldn't be so secret, but it is. You just try it. Anything that you're engaged in, in terms of work or the desire to create an effect. Maybe it's even skiing or try skiing when you have your attention on a million other things and see how competent you are. 
attention and competence go hand in hand. You can have your attention on a million different things. And uh, trust me, most people do. And the more dispersed their attention, the less they have on the job at hand. And with that goes their competence. Have you ever tried working a table saw, for instance, without having your attention on it? I hope not. I've had some very, very close calls with a table saw because I wasn't giving it my attention. You know, I had my attention. I was distracted. I had my attention on something else or an earlier argument or your attention can go a lot of different places. But it has everything to do with your competence, your ability to create an effect, has everything to do with uh, getting a response when it's incorporated, shall we say, in this concept called interest. By the way, here's an interesting datum. Speaking of interest, here's an interesting datum from Mr. Hubbard about attention. It in itself is a huge subject, a very fascinating subject. But he says, quote, a motion, attention, remember we were talking about being a wavelength. This is Mr. Hubbard's definition of attention. Quote, a motion which must remain at an optimum effort. Attention is aberrated, in other words, becomes deranged or somewhat insane. So attention is aberrated by becoming unfixed and sweeping at random or becoming too fixed without sweeping. This from Mr. Hubbard's Book of Basics, zero to eight. So, uh, yeah, you've all seen that. A person who virtually non-sequitur, you know, the conversation's going all over the place. They go on and on, they're talking, and their eyes are flicking from this thing to the next thing. They are not operating at a emotion, which is at an optimum effort, okay? It's be, their attention is unfixed and sweeping at random. Or you might have this person who cannot get a per another person out of their mind. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you. They're fixated on an individual and all they ever think about is that. Or maybe it's a weakness that they have and all they're totally consumed with that uh, weakness in themselves. And they're very introverted about it. And their attention is riveted on that. Or uh, that is also aberrated. And you can tell because you can never get their attention off things. That guy's crazy. You know, he is just obsessed. Or, man, that guy's crazy. He's like, he's all over the place. These factors have to do with attention. Okay, back to interest. So when you bestow interest, genuine interest, you are outflowing. You see that? You're interested. Try just as an experiment. Go around for a day or two and just be interested in stuff. Just be interested in this, and what are they doing in the street here? And wow, I don't remember seeing this, and oh, these seem to be coming along. These plants in the garden seem to be coming along nicely, and I wonder how the kids are doing, and how's your homework, and you know, how did you prepare this chicken tonight, honey? And you know, just be interested. I mean, don't be weird about it, but just be genuinely interested. And uh, you might be amazed at what the world looks like and how people react to you. But there is another word, and that is the word interesting. I'm going to read you a definition from Mr. Hubbard on interesting. And he uses the term here, thetan, which we've discussed before in earlier episodes, is a word which means a being as opposed to uh, just their body. We're talking about the person himself, the personality. Uh, the spirit, if you like, uh, Elan Vital, there's a number of different words for it, but we're talking about the being. We're not talking about 
anything else, right? So he says a thetan is interested and an object is interesting. So the being is interested, he's saying here. And the object, you know, the table, the chairs, the glass on the table, the, you know, tree he's looking at, the house he's investigating, whatever it is, that is interesting, but the being is interested. Now, he says a thetan is not interesting. He is interested. So this is a more natural state of affairs, apparently, for the being, is to be interested, not interesting. And then he goes on to say this, listen to this. And when a person becomes terribly interesting, he has lots of problems. I want you to think about people you know that are interesting. They're all about attracting attention. They're all about attracting interest. They are being interesting. Have you ever noticed how many problems these people have? I mean, at first blush, maybe you first meet this person and they're, oh, they're so interesting and, you know, they're entertaining and they're funny and they're attractive and you go, wow, this person's so interesting. Get down into their lives. I do because, you know, we have like 2,000 members in Wise East US. And so, you know, I see full gamut of uh, people who are interested all the way to people who are interesting. And they may be interesting, but when you get to know what's going on in their lives, they've got a lot of problems. So he says here, and when a person becomes terribly interesting, he has lots of problems. And then he goes on to say, that is the chasm that is crossed by all of your celebrities. Anybody who is foolish enough to become famous, he crosses over from being interested in life to being interesting. And people who are interesting are really no longer interested in life. This is from Mr. Harvard's lectures. I call the Phoenix Lectures. And uh, interesting, isn't it? You know, it always used to surprise me, you know, growing up, the problems that celebrities had. I mean, come on. How can you be having these problems? You're rich. You're famous. You're talented. You're loved. You got, you know, everything. And they got a lot of problems. So much so that, you know, sometimes they off themselves or they destroy themselves by taking drugs or gaining way too much weight or starving themselves to death. I mean, you've seen it all. I've seen it all, you know. And uh, it doesn't just happen with our celebrities. It happens with anybody who is too devoted to being interesting versus being interested. So now Mr. Hubbard gives another definition of interesting. It's from another one of his books. A lot of this is coming from his, his basic books. It's called Dianetics 55. He says, A, talking about person, is letter A, has the intention of interesting B, which is the person he's talking to, right? So A has the intention of interesting B, B, to be talked to, becomes interesting. Similarly, B, when he emanates a communication, is interested, and A is interesting. So it flips back and forth. You know, oh, B's kind of interesting, so A's interested. So A then emanates communication and, of course, attention to B, and then B, you know, all of a sudden switches around, becomes interested. Oh, A, just talk to me. So let me talk back to A, and now I'm interested in A, and it flips back and forth like that. But listen to this. Listen to this, because he, he concludes this concept with this. Cause. Cause is interested. Effect is interesting. 
You see that? Cause is interested. Effect is interesting. So let's go back and just review this. Outflow is holier, more moral, more remunerative than inflow. It's all about the outflow. You want to handle your inflow? Better get busy on the outflow. And one of these fundamental outflows is interest. That's an outflow. So you're communicating with people. You're selling them, you're recruiting them, you're talking to them, you're helping them, whatever it is. Now you understand the anatomy of interest. It's attention with an intention to create attention. So you're interested in them. Hey, son, come on over here. Let me talk to you about your homework. Or you seem to be having a bit of an issue today. What's going on? Or you seem a little glum, you know, or maybe one of your employees. Not quite as upbeat as normal. Let's get interested. And then we will get a response. Or let's be completely uninterested. Let's just be interesting. I'm the boss. Everybody look at me, look at me, look at me. See how fascinating I am. See how heroic I am. See how, you know, dashing I am, whatever it is. And you know what? That person's going to have problems, man. Have a lot of problems. And probably won't have a very loyal staff because they're not giving him real attention, real interest. Okay? So, yeah, play around with this. Just use it as often as you can over the next few days. Be interested in your employees. Be interested in your prospects, certainly, if you're in sales. Even when you're writing letters or creating a marketing piece, what a difference you'll get in response when you're writing your marketing piece, your advertisement or your, or your blog or whatever it is, being real interested in your audience, being real interested in your learner, in your listeners. Uh, you might be surprised at the difference you'll get in terms of response. And of course, with all that beautiful, sincere uh, outflow, inevitably, you will see inflow. You watch, your income will, will boost significantly, and your happiness will boost, and your, and your life will start to come together better. Just practice it. And um, I know it's not always easy, because, you know, awful things happen to us, and you know, it's like, okay, I'm not that interested in anything right now. I just want to get out of the way of this freight train that's heading towards me. You know, that sort of thing. That happens. But try it, drill it. You know, make a practice of it. And it'll probably get easier and easier. And I think you might find you get a lot better response from things. And uh, your whole survival potential should significantly increase. And you have a lot more fun. Okay, that wraps it up for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. Please do write us back, info at wiseeastus.org, or leave us comments. We love reading those. And give us a like if we're, uh, if we're doing good things for you. Uh, we welcome your successes. I feature them once a week in our Wise Wins Hotwire. And we get a lot of them, but we can't have too many. So do write us and let us know how you're doing with these. Until next week, be interested. Talk to you later.